Hello and welcome to the Workrate Podcast. My name is Mike Fenn and I am joined once again by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? Hello, how is everyone? Alright, so this was another uh, busy week in the AEW world. Lots of news going on. Um, first, I will start with some very cool podcast news. Scorpio Sky has uh, is doing a podcast with James Willems called uh, Wrestling with the Week. And this is interesting because it's Scorpio Sky and James Williams is from um, Funhouse, which is a podcast under the Rooster Teeth umbrella. And if people don't know, they're one of the larger entertain entertainment and primarily gaming um video HTC, websites yeah. and pod yeah, they have a really big presence online yeah they have a tons of different podcasts they have a bunch of podcasts under their family and they have a really big following and funhouse is very good james willems is very good and he's actually trained as a wrestler as well which is interesting um, yeah, I saw that. I didn't know that before. Yeah, neither did they I. Announced this, and it's going to be like a conversational podcast where they'll they'll bring in different topics and talk about them. They'll talk about wrestling. They'll talk about AEW, uh, as well as many various other things. Um, I'm sure you'll hear a lot about video games, considering that is James Willem's uh, strong suit. But it's v- I'm very excited for this. He is an absolute professional, and Rooster Teeth and Funhouse have a huge following. So this can only help AEW and Rooster Teeth as well. The It's a really cool joint venture that they're doing, and I'm excited. Yeah. Well, when it, they showed it last night on uh, Dynamite, my wife was watching it with me, and she was like, whoa, that's huge for AEW, because she even knows who... Like, I mean, she's watched a lot of their videos mm-hmm. at Funhouse and Rooster Teeth and all that. So, so it, it's it's big. It's really big. That's how that's how you grow your audience nowadays. Yeah, with uh, it's super smart because as you've mm-hmm. seen, as we've seen with uh, WWE over the years, their ratings have been slowly declining, mm-hmm. but their presence online has been growing over yeah. the years. And this is how you do it. And AEW would not exist without their online presence. This is genius because this is going mm-hmm. to dip their foot into another pool and potentially yeah. pull more people over that didn't know they liked wrestling. Yeah. So this is this is cool. This is very smart on their part. And uh, they're really jumping in two feet with the best podcasters in the industry in or in the podcast world it's it's very smart i can't wait yeah did they say when it it's going to start i didn't catch their that. first intro episode is up so it's i assume will be that day so i guess maybe maybe on wednesdays i'm not sure i'm not sure i i, I tried to figure that out um i looked through the uh the press release we received and i did i couldn't see anything in there about a date it just said they would be weekly mm-hmm. but uh i'll look through that again later and maybe okay. i can clarify that okay so next we had impact this week kenny omega was on impact again 
Um, it was it was fun. Did you were you able to watch this at all, Brad? Uh, I caught the highlights. I wasn't able to watch it when it I actually forgot that impacts on Tuesdays, and so I was watching a movie, and then you had messaged me. And I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot all about, about impact." So I went back and watched like their, their YouTube highlights. Okay, yeah. So this week they had a, they did another Tony Khan paid press release, and this one was <laughs> even funny, or not paid press release, paid commercial, and this one was even funnier, where uh, he. He was insulting. Um, he was insulting Impact, saying that he was funding them, saying that he did not mind um, Kenny Omega showing up on Impact because it gives them more exposure. He said that he's excited for them. He said that um, he he's not really all that concerned with Impact at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Tony Schiavone said. Uh, and they were they were they were pretty much just advertising AEW on Impact, and they were saying, uh, "Oh yeah, we have a, we have a match this week with uh, with Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, as you might remember, as two of the biggest stars from TNA back in the day." And uh, and they said, "Actually, I asked Daniels and Kazarian about it, and they actually don't remember <laughs> TNA <laughs> and Impact very much. It's just sort of like escaped their memory." And that that was uh, Tony Tony Schiavone uh, laying into impact on that one, which uh, yeah, it's it's Tony. It's funnier Schiavone, coming from him. His, yeah, his um, like hatred for impact lately has been making me laugh really hard. It's been really funny. Yeah, it was really good. And then there was actually uh, Scott Demore, the owner. I believe he's the owner or is the GM of impact but he tweeted at, yeah he's a high up there he tweeted at tony khan saying like oh tony i'm so happy to see you back on our telecast again with your hands behind your biceps trying to make yourself look really big yeah. and uh he's he's like oh thank you thank you for the compliment here's another uh here's another image of me holding up a real championship belt on a bigger station on a bigger <laughs> on a bigger uh show and he's flexing his guns in that one and it's the back and forth between these two kind of leads me to believe that they might be testing the waters a little bit for a bit of a rivalry, which would be fun. Yeah. Um, Didn't they um, also joke about about finding it on Access? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, they're saying... Like finding Access. Like, I don't even know if I have Access TV. They're just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I asked Siri uh, how, how you get Access TV, and she... I can't remember what it said. It was something lines of, she said, don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just stuff like that. It's like little jabs at them, which was is very good. And then they had um like so Kenny was on the show like throughout the show this time. They didn't quite save him to the end, which was I thought was good. Um Yeah. But it showed uh he's in the uh in his bus and and he's sitting with uh Carl Anderson, with machine gun Carl Anderson who's one half of their tag team champions, and if people don't remember, is uh, he's part of the Good Brothers. Was the was the OC in WWE and part of the original Bullet Club in New Japan yeah. with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And I guess within kayfabe, I guess over this past weekend on their pay per view, um, Doc Gallows got attacked and hurt, I believe, by. I can't remember who who they said it was, but like he he's MIA right now. He's hurt. 
rehabbing. Oh, okay. So uh, Kenny, he's essentially sitting there and he's trying to rile up uh, Anderson to go out there and and fight Saban, who he has a match with that night. And then Saban would he he gets angry and he runs off and he gets in a confrontation with uh, Saban Swan and oh, who's the other guy in Motor City? Uh, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley. Thank you. So he gets in a confrontation with them. He ends up getting talked down by them, and he goes back into the into the bus. And Kenny's like, "Oh, you can't you can't be a chicken." You he's like, "You're the former uh, G one winner. You're the former." He's like, you're a tournament winner in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm a tournament winner and former champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are bigger than these guys. <laughs> and uh, and then at the end, after their match, Carl Anderson pulls the tights to beat Chris Saban in their match. And they're walking back and Rich Swan confronts him, saying that you didn't need to cheat. This is Kenny Omega's influence. And he ends up sucker punching Rich Swan. And then there's a melee. They're all beating down um carl anderson doc gallows runs in his giant super kick that he does yeah and then uh kenny omega runs out and just waffles uh rich swan with a sign and then they're standing over top of them doing uh gun doing gun hands and saying that uh Mm -hmm. saying that the original bullet club is back and nice it's really exciting i don't know if they have the licensing to do Bullet Club, I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. I'm sure as long as they don't wear like merchandise mm-hmm. or anything, they should probably be fine. But I don't know what this is saying. Like maybe they've talked to New Japan. Maybe they haven't. I'm not sure. Me, maybe Kenny just had carte blanche and he said something he shouldn't have. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I know before the Good Brothers went to Impact, they were posting a bunch of stuff about going back to New Japan. Mm-hmm. But I think the pandemic got in the way. So that could be why. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're just no, they're going to New Japan. So maybe they think they can say all that stuff. Well, yeah, their plan was to go back to New Japan. This was mm-hmm. supposed to be almost their pandemic plan, or they would be going back and forth between the two. Yeah. I have heard that um, some, like some Impact stars, have gone to New Japan to be in their tournaments recently. So, yeah, Chris Bay was just in the Super J Exactly. Cup, so uh, I'm, to... there's a little bit of, I guess, a little bit of mending the fences there. It's like New Japan likes working directly with the wrestlers as opposed to actually talking to the promotions. Yeah. That seems to be how they're doing it right now. But uh, mm. Well, if, they, if they're working with Impact, that'd be crazy because I know they hated Impact for mm-hmm. a long time for how they treated Okada. So I mean, they're using their talent, so mm-hmm. uh, there, there's something there. There's at least something there. Yeah. So that it's just cool. I like all the references and people. Oh, what wrestler from this company is going to show up on this show? I think that's exciting. Well, and I have to say that I don't know if Kenny would do this belt collector angle. If he wasn't, if they didn't have anything past impact mm-hmm. and trip and triple uh, A, which he already had. So like, if it's just like, oh, just those two other belts is like, okay. But it's like, if he can then go to new Japan or like maybe face Moxley for the U S championship, that would be very cool. Yeah. I still 
holding out hope for Moxley versus Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom. They're doing their Road to Wrestle Kingdom shows next week, and Kenta's on all of them. So okay. Moxley's got to show up. Okay. Show up at one of those. He may. He hasn't shown up in AEW yet since yeah. he lost. So interesting. Okay, so yeah, so that after this segment, they then announced that it will be Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Motor Sitting Machine Guns and Rich Swan. And I assume that will then um, split off into Kenny versus Kenny versus Rich Swan for the Impact title. And Rich Swan mm-hmm. seems like somebody that they wouldn't necessarily mind losing to Kenny per se. Yeah, he's been their champ for a little bit now too. Mm-hmm. I think, as opposed to let's say Chris Bay, who mm-hmm. just lost his. Uh, title challenge to rich swan i think yeah, they he's s- someone they seem like they're wanting to build up mm-hmm. so i doubt they'd want him to lose to kenny Ex- so quickly. exactly i think he seems like their champion going forward in the future mm-hmm. so yes i yeah he'd be like the perfect guy to take the title back from kenny that's what i think will happen yeah mm-hmm. the guy if if and when kenny wins i believe that will be the case i believe it'll be chris bay that will then take the title back from yeah. kenny at some point yeah. But yeah, so and then uh Carl Anderson uh hinted at actually making an appearance on AEW this week. He did not. I was a little disappointed. I thought I know, I got so excited. I thought he would he show up. I thought he would, but AEW to a fault sometimes teases things out over time. Mm-hmm. Which uh yeah. I feel like sometimes they could this is one critic I mean not even I don't even want to call it a criticism, but um they they stretch out their storylines to a level that we're not used to, and I think it really helps their main event scenes. However, yeah. or like their 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 big huge rivalries for the belts, but they also do it with their mid card, and I think that's to the detriment of the mid card because yeah. we don't necessarily want to see um, Miro. Miro, Kip, and best friends drawn out over three months. We don't yeah, want no. to see best friends and proud and powerful drawn out over three months or any mid card rivalry. We want to see the those be quick rivalries. Just get through them quick. Mm-hmm. Like there's no need to stretch it out. This isn't your premier storyline. You don't have to stretch this out. People won't remember yeah. this. People are just going to get Not annoyed. every storyline needs has to be drawn out. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. And they don't have to be like three match series and whatnot. They can just be like mm-hmm. this tag partner faced that tag partner and then they switched and then they did a, a triple threat and then it's over. It's done. You can move on. Now mix it up. Now you're in a different feud with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, th- that's my thought on that booking strategy, which that's clearly what they do, is they stretch it out over time, and I just think they should yeah. be a li- have a little more variance in that. Yeah. Like, some... Maybe maybe it's just with COVID, they want to stretch things out. I don't know. It's possible, yeah. but yeah, it's... Uh, mm-hmm. But I have a f- feeling about the Good Brothers showing up. I think they might be saving them showing up for their New Year's Bash shows. Yeah, they have uh, the next three shows. It seems like NXT's loading their New Year's shows up too, so I think they may save them for that to Mm -hmm. try to compete with whatever NXT's going to do. 
I don't think it'll be next week because next week's episode is airing at the earliest at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's their Christmas one or Christmas. However many their days, holi- I don't even know what their day Christmas is next week. But yeah, it's a si- it's a similar situation to when they did their late night dynamite. However, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be an hour long. It's going to be a full episode. And I think yeah. the uh, the basketball game is starting earlier. I think it'll be an earlier start time. It still won't mm-hmm. be. It's still close to the very, very start of the season. So it might start maybe by eight o'clock. And then so, yeah, you're probably is you're it, probably looking at about 10 to 1030 start time for Ada. Is it still for, preseason then or would it be the like? No, season the regular opener? season is starting on the 23rd. which I believe is that Wednesday. Yeah. So you'll probably see a a bit of a ceremony. But again, it is COVID times and they won't have fans in attendance. So Yeah, I know here in OKC, all their preseason games, they haven't had any fans. But I do know they are looking at them going on right after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I know. Sorry, continue. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it'll probably be good for their ratings though because people watch it in BA and then going right into dynamite. No, it, it as long as it's early enough, I know that uh, some people, the last time this happened, they had said it'll be at 10 o'clock or whenever the game ends. And the game didn't end until about 1130. And then they did the post game stuff. And mm-hmm. that was another half hour. And then by the time it it came on, it was 1230 at night. That's true. And every, <laughs> and most people had left. They're like, I'm not staying up I for this. definitely be asleep if it's on that late. Yeah. So, I'm a tired man. So that will be a big mistake on TNT's part if they do that again. Mm-hmm. It's fine to do a, yeah. a game after the basketball game, but... Like most basketball games end around nine thirty, nine forty five. So I'm hoping that will be the case this time, that maybe it'll end at ten. The problem is that they do the post game on TNT with Shaq and all that stuff. And maybe they can have Cody come out and beat up Shaq on the <laughs> NBA show. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They could do some fun co promotion there, to be mm-hmm. honest. Anyways, let's get into I want to talk a little bit about Dark. Okay. I was not able to watch Dark, so I'm going to be having to listen to what you have to say about it. Yeah, Dark, this this was one of those really good weeks of Dark, where almost mm-hmm. every match is good. So I'm not going to... I couldn't talk to you about every match that you should watch, because it's honestly 95% of them, and it was one of okay, those I'll, long nights. I'll definitely watch it this weekend, but just one of those weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so solid night overall. One match that I really liked was Sheeta versus Kylan King. It, it was, and it had a particularly good um, interaction between Sheeta and Abaddon at the end of it. So mm. that's interesting. I don't know why they wouldn't do that on Dynamite. I really w- wish, like that. W- I think I feel like it would be more impactful on Dynamite, considering I believe that Sheeta versus Abaddon is going to be on one of these big shows yeah they have coming up they should probably be promoting it there but it, it's still good it's worth a watch um if you want me to you know what i will spoil it um obviously sheeta beats kylan king good match but then mm-hmm. abaddon comes out while sheeta is on the top rope celebrating and she grabs her and puts her in her uh 
gory special finisher. Oh, nice! And, uh, and hit I love and finisher. hits her with it, and uh, and picks up the belt and is holding it above Sheeta, which is it's like holy shit! This is a dynamite moment. Put this in front of people. Yeah. But anyways, it's very cool, and I suggest people watch it. The next, or at least show the clip on dynamite. Exactly. Like it. It was. It was really impactful. I thought. Then the uh, the next um, match I I have to talk about is, and I believe I'm. Okay, I'll get it. Bear Country is a tag team from the Indies. They're from Beyond. They came to fame with Beyond Wrestling, which is the same place that Silver and Reynolds got popular. Chris Statlander, Joey Janela has been there. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, the who's who of the Indies has all, have all wrestled in Beyond Wrestling. And Bear Country were their champions, and they did an open challenge there and faced all comers for oh, nice. for months. And they're they essentially they look like um, heavy machinery. Essentially, they're mm-hmm. two big boys in uh, in singlets, and I'm talking like big boys as in like they're girthy men. Not they're not yeah. jacked. They're just like raw bone. Like they yeah. look like bears. Just meet. Like they earn their name, Bear Country. <laughs> and this match, they had it against, um, oh shoot, oh, it was Dark Order, it was Uno and Grayson. And they put over Bear Country so strongly in this match. They made them look really good. They gave them a lot of offense. They, they're, but they gave both teams a lot of offense. Uno has one of the craziest feats of strength i've ever seen in a match because i love uno he's so good he's so underrated at one point he picks uh one of the guys up and this is a a big big man like 300 Mm. plus pound man um picks him up on his shoulders in like a torture rack that he like pushes him up into the air and onto his knee for the for the backbreaker and then pretends that his knee blew out like (laughs) it was really it was just like it looked ridiculous. It looked like a child holding up a grown man. <laughs> it was oh, definitely it was the out. craziest thing I've ever seen. And one of the guys in Bear Country, he picks up Uno on his back for like a Samoan drop, and then Grayson jumps off the top rope and he catches him, and then he does like a double. Um, was it? Is it the fallaway slam where they throw throw them over their back? Yeah, it's like they're in a crossbody position. Yeah, throw him over here. Yeah, yeah, he did it with both of them. And friggin' Uno is not a small man. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It's a really, really good match and a very, I'll very strong debut. Out. And they put them over heavily. Um, mm-hmm. And this next week on Dark, they're going to be facing Jurassic Express. So that's yeah, also that. very exciting. So it looks like they're positioning them against the very top teams to see what they have. Yeah. And I am, I can almost guarantee you at this point, based off of this match alone and how much they gave them, that they have them on some sort of deal or they're really just going all in trying to get them to sign. Trying to get them, yeah. Which they have done Could with be. other people before. So Ben mm-hmm. Carter, they literally put him on dynamite against Scorpio Sky in a match where he almost yeah. beat Scorpio Sky. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, AEW better be careful, though, because mm-hmm. as soon as a really promising team or wrestler shows up, 
WWE starts trying to get him, so they better especially be a team like this. They better sign him quick. Especially a team like this. These are the type of guys that WWE has traditionally gone after. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good though that AEW needs like a big meaty tag team do. like that too. They so. do. Then generally they have big guys who can wrestle small, and these get, mm-hmm. the thing with these guys is they can they do have surprising agility, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, watch this match. If you watch any match, it's probably this one. I'll definitely check this out because this sounds like right up my. It's very very good type of very matches. Good. I like yeah. And then the next thing there's, it's it's unfortunate that I'm going to highlight this, but it's too funny, and he would probably want you to look at it too. There is a Joey Janela and Sunny match where they were facing Ryzen and someone else whose name escapes me, but at one point Ryzen goes for a crossbody that. Uh, Sunny Kiss dodges out of the way of, and he groins himself right on the middle rope <laughs> with this crossbody. It just hits him right down the middle of his body. That's hilarious. And he just lets out this like this like scream, and Joey Janela just starts cackling on the apron, <laughs> laughing at him, and then. He's holding his he's holding his balls and he's reaching out for the tag. He's like, tag me, tag out, tag out. <laughs> and that's and awesome. Taz and Excalibur let out just let out the funniest noises when he hit. And they're just like, Oh god, the yam bags. <laughs> and they they, they, oh, they yeah, broke. They could not yambags. they could not stop laughing <laughs> on commentary. And Ryzen was outside on the floor just lying on the ground for the longest time holding his balls and he finally stands <laughs> up at one point and Joey Janela hits him with a tope. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it's, it's a botch and it's unfortunate, but it was so funny. Like he was clearly meant to hit the ropes there. Mm-hmm. But not balls first. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to check both of these things out we just talked about for sure. And the last one that I want to talk about is I just have to shout out, shout out to Danny Limelight on AW Dark. He's actually somebody that I saw in New Japan on New Japan Strong when they were doing their mm-hmm. recorded North American shows. And yeah. he didn't really stand out to me then. I was just like, okay, this guy's good. He's a high flyer. But he... Nothing about him stood out to me, but since he's been on AW Dark, every single match has been a standout match and always in defeat. This has been for over a month now, and they they keep putting him against bigger and bigger talents, and he keeps mm-hmm. showing out more and more and more to the point where I think he's going to earn himself a contract just based yeah. based off these performances. Like he's so impressive, and he's got so much charisma. Like charisma that I did not see any of in the New Japan shows, which I think is a kind of a product of New Japan. Yeah, they're more straight laced. Yeah, they're they're not uh, character based. Whereas for me, like I I look at him and just like, oh shoot! Like if Proud and Powerful ever wanted to split off and find another member, he's another Puerto Rican New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah. Like, easy easy peasy there you go mm-hmm. but yeah no he's solid and i've heard rumors of trey miguel potentially like he's probably going to join i mean he could he could end up anywhere he's that good yeah but if he joined aw trey miguel and 
Danny Limelight would be a perfect team. They're pretty much the like the exact same style and build. Well, okay. That'd be really cool. That would be cool. <clears throat> okay, so that's it for Dark, but check out that whole episode or peruse it. It's mm-hmm. uh it was very good. It, 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 again, it's another long one, but I quite liked it. So Yeah, that's that's Dark's thing though. Like I like mm-hmm. that though. It's like if you just want straight wrestling, there's Dark for you. It's like seventeen mm-hmm. matches usually on a show, so yeah, no, it, it it was solid. It was a good time. So some of the episodes I'll find myself fast forwarding through a bit. I mm-hmm. turned it off at the main event because it was a chaos project match and I just cannot watch those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I I really do like Serpentico, but I cannot get with Luther. Yeah. He's I know he's a deathmatch guy, but that was a long time ago when he was really popular in the deathmatch. Yeah, match he's scene. past his prime. Mm-hmm. like way past his prime like like i love jericho like uh jericho is past his prime but he he's the same age but he is he's the best of the best luther's not the best of the best so we shouldn't yeah. be trying to put him out as this older guy who can't really work that well anymore i just mm-hmm. don't really see the point like i don't see him as a a as a dynamite roster member so i don't know why he's taking minutes away from the younger guys yeah i don't know maybe he's training people there or something that's certainly possible i know billy gunn is training people and that's part of Mm -hmm. why he's there but yes anyways it, it does give teams a legitimate team to beat if they want to show mm-hmm. them beat assigned talent yeah they are a team that can get beaten by a metal card team. Yeah. Just sucks for Serpentico because you know he's going to usually lose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's good. He's funny. I mean, when yeah. he's... Uh, I forget his first name, but Cruz. Like, he, re- yeah. he wrestles under his real name sometimes, and he's he's yeah. very funny. He's a completely different character, and he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's like this zany little jobber. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so on to Dynamite. So Dynamite this week, I thought generally this was just, it was a very good, it was a good to very good episode that was lacking in a big moment, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It didn't, yeah. it didn't have any moments, but it was solid. Yeah. And that's fine. Not every mm-hmm. episode needs to have a game breaking change, groundbreaking moment mm-hmm. or anything like that. Especially so. after the past two weeks. Where yeah. they were quite hyped. This week, the biggest match on it was just like, wow, that's a 14-man match. That could go badly. <laughs> it's like there wasn't anything yeah. that I was really looking forward to. It was only once I started to look more closely at that 14-man match, which turned into a 12-man match, did I see that I was like, oh, this is going to be an, an inner circle story match. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. The problem yeah. is that the last time they did one of those matches, it was terrible. And that was also yeah. the inner circle. So yeah. I was worried. This one was a lot better than that last it one. It was. And we will get to it in due time. But first, let's start with Hangman and the Beaver Boys, which is Silver and Reynolds <laughs> versus Hardy Party, which is... Did you listen to him on 
the AEW podcast. No, I missed last it. Last week. It was really funny. They're really funny guys. They really are. Mm-hmm. I, and they make uh they made Tony Schiavone uncomfortable pretty much the whole time. It's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean <laughs> if Silver if it wasn't very apparent that Silver was playing a character, he would be arrested for some kind of misconduct in the workplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he had talked about like when he first came in, he didn't know if they wanted him to show his character, so he was just playing a straight mm-hmm. lace. And then Tony Khan saw him on uh, PTE, and he's like, "Why aren't you doing that on the show?" And he's like, "Oh, you want me to?" He's like, "Well, hell yeah, I want you to." So that's when he started doing all the stuff on the show. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's uh, that's funny, <laughs> and it just shows that like in AW, you can get yourself over. They will let <laughs> you get yourself over. Yeah. Uh, another funny thing they talked about was the first time they met Brody was that scene where they're eating the steaks. Yeah. And so they had to wait for Brody to finish eating and it took them three takes. So they, they're like, we had to sit there and watch Brody three steaks <laughs> while we just smelled our steaks before we could even eat them. It was really it was funny. Like life imitating art. <laughs> yeah. So this match, this match is one of those matches that uh, I thought was very good. I thought it was going to be better, but it was, it was very yeah. solid. And I I liked the story bits more than I liked the actual wrestling. However, like what just watching Hangman, he he comes out with uh, Silver and Reynolds and they're wearing the little cowboy hats and they're wearing <laughs> their little cowboy, cowboy dusters and, and he's <laughs> so annoyed with them at first. He's like, Oh my god, I'm with these children. Just like I don't yeah. want to be here with these children. And then as the match goes on, you can see him starting to break and to appreciate their humor and the love that they're showing him, which he has not been shown by anybody else in the AEW roster so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was really, really good. And they did the uh, Beaver Boys double team. However, they incorporated uh, Hangman into it, and Hangman got in there with his pop-up powerbomb, which yeah, he used to do so... with Kenny. That mm-hmm. was his double-team move there. So he incorporated the Kenny double-team move into this, and it was it was excellent. And honestly, I'm hoping that uh, Silver and Reynolds can win a match with that at some point. Cause yeah, I love their combo moves. That's like that's like my favorite part of the whole. Oh, match. It's the best part of every one of their matches. Like, mm-hmm. I look forward to it every time. Um, and uh, Matt Hardy was actually showing a lot of character in this match as well. He was he was yeah. very much playing the heel. And um, Private Party don't quite know what to make of it yet. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be heels, clearly. But I th- yeah. I wonder if Matt will be able to, sort of like the Dark Order, convince him to be, or convince them to be bad. Uh, yeah, I could see, like, maybe, like, they start doing a little bit more underhanded stuff as the the weeks mm-hmm. go on. Yeah, over time. Because, I mean, they got the... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, I just the the contrast between these two teams will be interesting, because I think you'll see Hangman resisting and not starting to do the underhanded deeds, and I think maybe mm-hmm. the Dark Order will maybe start to become nicer and a little more face yeah until brody until, until brody, brody shows back up whereas yeah. the hardy party 
I think private party will start to go more towards Matt Hardy become a little <laughs> more heelish and those two teams will sort of go in two different directions. Yeah. On the, the heel face paradigm, mm-hmm. it'll be a shift. Yeah. And I, I really liked Hardy in this match. He was me too. And I like his new shirt. The truth is the truth. Yeah. He, I like that shirt. He's so sneaky mm-hmm. right now. He's so underhanded. Um, yeah. The match ends with a uh, private party hitting gin and juice and Matt Hardy just tagging himself in Tags himself and taking, in. Yeah. uh, taking the win which we actually see again later mm-hmm. um in a, oh, in a yeah. match down the line which uh mm-hmm. i think there are parallels to this on purpose yeah but yeah this match um very good i thought it could have been great it wasn't quite great and uh i think there, there's nothing wrong with that it's just I, i've seen we've seen the heights that yeah. the dark order guys can can reach and i think they I almost think they just don't want to blow their load yet with to for lack of a better term <laughs> um, with with this team because there's clearly a lot to come out of this. Yeah, and we'll see later. There's they're starting to set up a lot more storylines with all the different Dark Order guys too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be it'll be super interesting where how those how these uh, different storylines intersect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I like the match. It was mm-hmm. like you said, it wasn't like the best match ever or anything, but it was a fun opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beaver Boys coming out dressed like cowboys was awesome, and it made me laugh really hard. Yeah, and then the Wombo Combo stuff was great. Mm-hmm. I love it when they do that. Yeah, there's and, just uh, something so enjoyable about watching Hangman finally smile, mm-hmm. and you can see mid match. Oh, yeah. He's got he's grinning ear to ear while sitting in the corner watching uh watching his two new reluctant best friends mm-hmm. um support him, which uh is yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be fascinating to watch it. I think at some point Brody's gonna come back and is gonna want him to be evil and that's yeah. not gonna go well. And yeah, so that that's what I'm hoping. I mean, I heard that Brody had an ankle injury and now I'm hearing from uh, some other podcasts that they're being extremely hush-hush within AEW about why he's gone. So I'm hoping, I don't want to speculate. I mean, I'm going to. I mean, that's what we're here for. So I'm going yeah. to speculate. Um, I'm hoping the injury isn't worse than it is, but I have I just, I have a feeling that they're just biding time to... Uh, to bring him out for a big moment. Yeah. I think that's the likely yeah. scenario. Yeah. Here. Excuse me. That'd make the most sense. Probably. I can see him saving him for when actually uh, Hangman actually gets even closer with the dark order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, cause like the, he's wanted Hangman in the dark order forever. And now he's mm-hmm. in there, but he might see that he he comes back in the Dark Order wasn't what it was before. It's now this yeah, all... lighthearted thing where all they want to do is be cowboys and make, and they're yeah. deferring to Hangman, just trying to make Hangman happy. And he's mm-hmm. like, we, he's like, no, 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 you work for me, you don't work for Hangman. So yeah. there will be something funny there. And one thing that absolutely has to be shouted out. I don't think they showed it in this episode, but in Dark, when they all came out and did the hand gesture on the stage for their match, 
Um, <laughs> Colt Cabana is wearing what looks like just like a substitute teacher's outfit, like like a <laughs> like a gym teacher's outfit, and mm-hmm. instead of doing the claw, he's just waving. <laughs> it's very funny, and Taz called it out. He's like, he's like, what the hell is? <laughs> Is Colt Cabana wearing? What's he doing? He looks like a substitute teacher. <laughs> That's awesome. It's very, very funny. So, like, the, the details within that group are are excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next segment was an Inner Circle interview, and they are interviewing MJF along with the Inner, Cir- along with the inner Circle, and they're talking about the New York Times award that he got for one of the best performances of 2020. And that yeah. was for the dinner debonair and, uh, Jer- and Jericho started, he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, this is a great joint performance. And MJF's just like, Oh yeah, yeah. We- I did awesome. I mean, Chris Jericho too, but uh, I-, mm-hmm. I did fantastic. I really have to thank uh, the New York times, but uh, they really kind of, uh, they didn't give Jericho his, his due, uh, his due congratulations for this. And Jericho's like, uh, yeah, you interrupted me, you little dumbass. <laughs> like he keeps <laughs> talking over top of Chris Jericho to tell, mm-hmm. to tell the New York times that they didn't give Jericho enough credit, mm-hmm. which, uh, it's very funny. And it was short and it was, this is, this is the, the banter between those two that I like. It doesn't overstate yeah. its welcome. And it's very funny. And, very apparent what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It is weird though that they only gave the, the award to MJF when it was him and Jericho in it. I know it is. It's odd. It is odd, <laughs> it, but it worked really well. He had the little plaque mm-hmm. out there, and yeah, and you know, like maybe he's gonna fight, he's gonna bash Jericho over the head with his plaque at some point. Oh, maybe that'd be kind of cool. Actually, that'd be great in their eventual match, which is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, yeah, that that was cute, and it led into yes, short and sweet. Yep, you'd love to see it. So the next little segment we had was Cody and Brandy in their house, and uh, they're decorating their tree, and there's a ring at their doorbell, and there's a gift outside. They open the gift; it's a Gucci box. They mm-hmm. uh, open the Gucci box, and inside it says that they're expecting a baby in 2020. So that's exciting. Congratulations, Cody and Brandy. Yeah. Congratulations um, to them. This is very interesting. I wonder I wonder when they found out about this because they did recently sort of write Brandy off with an injury. Yeah, that that could have been why they did that. Mm-hmm. But it's also if they then show this, why do the injury angle? You could just say she's pregnant now. Yeah. Because you've now said it within kayfabe. It's just interesting. I wonder if... Because mm-hmm. she even had a, a cast on during the, mm-hmm. the video. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. uh, what the order of things was here. It feels like it's recent. Um, yeah, it, it could be that too. They could have just found out. They're like, well, mm-hmm. oh well. Well, yeah, because the injury is... The injury is certainly kayfabe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um well, obviously, this does mean, and um, or not uh, saying anything negative about this, but this does mean that her feud with Jade Cargill is going to have to be put on hold, or they're going to have to get yeah. creative with it. 
And they could, yeah, the, we'll find out later. They could use someone that shows up later on the mm-hmm. show to, to fill in for Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red Velvet in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because they did then run the almost the exact same angle with Red Velvet the week after. Yeah. So they might just be inserting Red Velvet into the Brandy yeah, role. She's been hanging out with Brandy too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it makes some sense. It wouldn't be as big of a deal as if it was Brandy, mm-hmm. but they are K. It'd be good for Red Velvet. friends and they did tag together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, that it, it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Shaq stuff, who knows what's going to happen there. You have to think that they knew about this. Go, going yeah. forward and that they've they've planned around it because yeah. they had time to film that slick li- that slick little video yeah it's super well done like high res camera and all that and yeah so that this cuts right into the cody versus and and helico match and i have mm-hmm. to say when cody came out to the ring with brandy and and um and arn anderson cody was very visibly choked up and overwhelmed. Yeah, trying to hold back tears. It, and... No, he was he was straight crying when mm-hmm. he was looking at Brandy, and like I was very happy for them. It's really nice to see that stuff on TV and on wrestling. I can't mm-hmm. really. I mean, they. I know they did it with um, Seth and Seth and Becky. Becky. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it, so I can't speak to it. But I. I personally haven't seen anything like this. And yeah, the, the best part about the Seth and Becky is when Becky announced it because she was in the room with Oscar, and I don't think anyone had told Oscar before. So Oscar's reaction was the best. She like got it. She got emotional like Cody did. <laughs> so for like cute. her friend, it was really sweet. That's but cute. Yeah, it's it's always good to see this. You you know you don't have to wrestling is a like a t, it's a TV show, mm-hmm. so you can have happy moments too. It's always good. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm happy to see that they're not holding wrestlers back from getting pregnant. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> you can't do that. I'm quite sure it's illegal. But uh, yeah. in the past, I I would believe that companies would be like, "Well, no, we need you." Mm-hmm. So oh, so sure. not right now, or like yeah. your contract is void. You I don't know. So I think that's what happened to Awesome Kong when she was in WWE. I think she got pregnant, and then they just let her go. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know it has happened with some fans. I I saw some fans were uh, were like, "Oh, WWE must be upset with uh, Becky Lynch getting pregnant." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no. Like this yeah. is twenty twenty. Give me a break. But yeah, so yeah. like Cody and Brandy were beaming out there in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I remember I messaged you. I was like, I think Brandy's at ringside. I don't think that's safe. But then she wasn't. I just think she just walked out to the. They ring. they didn't they didn't show her leave. So yeah, that's why I was like, oh no, that's not safe. I know they plan around all this stuff, but accidents happen. So yeah, so I I thought this was another very good match. Um, mm-hmm. It was yeah, I'm really liking Angelico a lot lately, like a lot. Mm-hmm. It was very much a wrestlers match. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing flashy, which is interesting because Angelico, Angelico's sort of like uh, Seidel in that he mm-hmm. made his name being a high flyer with Flash and yeah. uh, now is a mat specialist. Yeah. So a mat specialist and striker. And 
I like it. I don't know how much the audience does. I personally really enjoy these matches, and Cody really enjoys these matches. And I know that Cody specifically, in an interview, called out Angelico as a guy that he wanted to face. Mm -hmm. I think because he likes mat wrestling and he likes old school wrestling and the contrast between different mat styles. And I thought this match was excellent at that. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not necessarily a crowd popper, but I loved watching it. I think it's the type of match that would get over really, really well in Japan. Oh, yeah. Maybe not necessarily. Watching this match, I wanted, I looked it up. I was like, have Angelico and Zack Sabre Jr. ever wrestled each other? And they have one time in like 2016 or something like that. I'd have loved that. I'd have loved that. Yeah. So I was like, someday I hope we get to see them wrestle each other again. Yeah, they both, well, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is from the UK. And I believe Angelico has done some UK stints. Yeah, it was in Rev Pro in like 2016 or okay, something like yeah, that. Okay, there it is. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, they they both went back and forth. Um, Cody with his mat wrestling with the strength advantage, and and Helico with the with the speed and flexibility advantage. Yeah, and in the reach, Cody would be showing his frustration because he tries to uh, he takes matchups where he wants he wants to try and out wrestle the wrestler. And a lot of mm-hmm. times the story in these matchups is they get the better of him because his ego gets in the way where yeah. the way for Cody to win is to just use his strength, use his strikes and go to his signature moves. That's how mm-hmm. you're going to win Cody. You're not going to out wrestle Angelico. I'm sorry. And yeah. he couldn't. Not a lot of people can. He couldn't out wrestle Angelico and he ended up mm-hmm. having to go to his, the old faithful moves the flip flop yeah. and fly, the the little drop down disaster punch kick. that he does, the mm-hmm. uh, disaster kick, and he ends up beating him with the um, with the Cody cutter, and Angelico just plants himself on the crown of yeah. his head. That was an awesome sell, really good sell. He's an excellent seller because mm-hmm. he's so flexible, and his hair, my <laughs> yeah, like. I'm a I'm a big Angelico fan. He's the type of guy that always will get over in defeat. He doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to win, but he's like Janela. Janela doesn't need yeah. to win matches. It would be nice to give him wins every once in a while because he was a big deal on the Indies. But yeah, they are such incredible sellers that you still want to see them every time they lose. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, and Helico actually yeah, and got Helico, him in his in his uh, in his finisher in the uh, yeah. Navarro special and the death roll. Yeah, I love that. And Cody got to the that. ropes. That's the only way he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've I liked Angelico in um, Lucha Underground when I first saw him jumping off like a balcony or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh but my god! Yeah, like, yeah. I really love his new style, like his submission mat based style, because he's just like Zack Saber Jr. He's so linky and limbs are so long that it looks cool when he wraps people up and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's uh he's he's unique man and we mm-hmm. they not for uh because they're trying to hold him back but they did hold him back so now he feels fresh yep on dynamite so i'm kind of excited for that we're seeing it a lot especially a lot in the tag division we're seeing a lot of people that we haven't seen before mm-hmm. which means that we're seeing a few guys who are green but we're seeing some guys with a lot of experience that just didn't weren't getting the screen time before so i'm happy for that 
Me too. Okay, so the next segment we had we had Kingston on the mic and Kingston. Are we going to talk about Team Taz coming out? Did I miss that? Yeah. Oh yes, I did. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So then I got to uh, talk about Team Taz, man. Yeah. So <laughs> after after the match, um, you hear Taz. He's like he's like enough, enough. He's like enough of the of the of the tears. He's like here we are. We're here to congratulate you. Congratulations on your baby. Congratulations on your win. He's like, these are what professionals do, which is strange because two weeks ago we beat your ass and we beat Darby's ass and nobody was here to congratulate us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then um, Starks hops on the, on the mic and he's, he's like, yeah, congratulations on, on your new kid. And, He's like, and you should really be congratulating us for when we made uh, Cody and Darby our sons, which was yeah funny. What do you call him, the Turtle Kid? Yeah, he keeps calling him Turtle <laughs> Kid, which is so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he reminds Darby that he's Cage's soon, and Cage is coming for that mm-hmm. title. Um, they they point to Hook and say, like, here's my son. Like, uh, I have a I have a tough of hell's. I have a tough as hell kid over here i'm also a father mm-hmm. and he's like and he's like you know what we're gonna end your life before your kid's born and yeah. uh it's and then sorry i just love team taz man i they're so great they i get so excited every time they're on dynamite now yeah and then they they start coming down to the ring and and we're like okay here we go and then the lights turn off and out comes staying with the snow and the entrance and team Taz starts backing off with the exception of, uh, of Will Hobbs who's charging forward. And it's almost as if Will Hobbs doesn't know any better yet because he doesn't really know sting. He's just like, I don't care about sting. I'll still, I'll, I'll beat a 62 year old, (laughs) but uh, Yeah. yeah, it was, it was good. They, they held him back and, uh, sting just, he stares at Darby, he stares at Cody, like gives like Cody a little wink and then he just turns around and leaves, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. Like I actually did not mind that at all um out of context within the context of the fact that they promoted Sting as appearing and talking. I yeah. believe for this match they need to stop hyping up Sting's appearances because uh, yeah, cuz it'll get if, tiresome well, really fast. Like, if each week he comes out and it's a little less impactful. And especially if he's not doing some sort of interview segment or if he's not going to be cutting a promo, do not hype it up. Mm-hmm. Don't hype it up the same with the same graphic as last week. If he's only going to come up, come out, point his bat, turn around and go back home. Because mm-hmm. then yeah. people that tuned in specifically to watch for the sting hype that you used to get them here, they're going to be disappointed. And then next week they're not going to show up. Yeah. When you say it, it's a bit of a boy who cried wolf situation. If you say sting's going to come out and, uh, and you use the same graphic that you did when he addressed the crowd. And when he addressed Cody as you did this week, but this time he just comes out, points his bat and goes home. Then they're going to get, they're going to get annoyed. Mm -hmm. Except for that lady that was losing her mind in the Mm -hmm. crowd. But, <laughs> but that was the highlight of Sting coming out was that lady just going nuts. But in a vacuum, I actually like Sting coming out and not saying anything. 
yeah, it's it's really cool mm-hmm. when he just does that because you don't need him to talk. Yeah, that's what he for ten fifteen minutes every week. So that's what. But just I see what you're saying though. Don't mm-hmm. hype it up like mm-hmm. he's going to. Sure. Because then... that's what he did in WCW. He would just some some days he would just appear in the rafters and not come down. You mm-hmm. just wouldn't see him that week, and it's yeah. it's fine because then it's mysterious. It's is he going to show up? But if you keep saying yes, yeah, Sting's going to come, and then Sting shows up, it's like okay. Here's the obligatory sting appearance. Yeah. You uh you take that special away from him, which is yeah. that's all he has at this point. So you can't remove that mystique. For sure, for sure. Okay, so next is now it's Kingston on the mic. And mm-hmm. Kingston on the mic was uh is funny. He comes out and he tells the fans he says I don't care about the fans. I don't. I don't care about the booing. Boo me, whatever. I'm a bad guy. I've I've Boomy, heard it before. Cheer me. I don't care. He's like he's like. I'm here to address my enemies. I'm here to address the people who I'm in feuds with. He and he points he points up to God and he talks to God first. Yeah. He's like, he says. Uh, he's like. You and I have unfinished business, but I'm still here. You haven't beaten me yet. He's like. I'm not dead yet. He's like. I love that Kingston is feuding with God. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and then he says. Uh, says remember pack that little british man yeah we injured him he's not coming back he's back home resting his injuries and his career's done and i was like okay well there you go he's back home for the holidays for christmas mm-hmm. this is a nice kayfabe way of saying that's why if he's Pac there celebrates christmas he doesn't look like a guy that would celebrate christmas. oh yeah he looks he's <laughs> fucking scrooge <laughs> he's a hundred percent scrooge sure. he, he yeah. could play like a, a jacked scrooge mm-hmm and then uh, he's a he's like, and to go from one little bastard to a bigger bastard, let's talk about Archer. And then Archer's music hits. He runs out of the back, tries to he the, he and uh, uh, Kingston square up. They start fighting. Out comes Butcher and the Blade. They get uh, they get the advantage on Archer. Then out comes Pentagon and Phoenix, and they stand in the ring. They're looking at them, which is interesting. Because Pentagon had a legit injury the week before. When he left that match, that was a kayfabe reason to get him out of the match because he actually did injure himself. Yeah, at uh, Triple Mania on Saturday, too, they did something similar where he got hurt, in quotations, at the beginning of the match, so he didn't have to be involved in it for that So it was interesting. It was interesting to see him back here in this altercation, (laughs) so he's obviously feeling better. Maybe not match-ready, but certainly for the angle which was nice. Yeah. Um, so he comes out, they're standing there, they're ready to square off even, even the playing field. And then f- come running out of the crowd comes pack. He's like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Pack's here. He's not in the UK. And then they're like, yeah, he's only gone for like a week. Was he? he's got more than that for two, two weeks, weeks. I think oh, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, then they, the melee starts and they're all yeah. going after each other. Um, the the faces or the quasi gray faces get the get the advantage on the heels. Um, they they knock them all out of the ring, and Archer's about to choke slam Kingston, and Pack comes out of nowhere with the with the big kick, which kicks Kingston out of his hand. He flips over the ropes, um, <laughs> and then Archer starts jawing with Pack, and Pack's just like, uh enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing he's he's mm-hmm. like we're we're going after the same guy and they're they're standing there they're jawing at uh 
at Kingston's family from the inside of the ring and Pac's leaning over the rope and there's a really cool shot where they shot it from uh from a low angle to to catch Pac from from the apron and then above mm-hmm. Pac was Archer looking down at him oh, from cool. an angle I must, uh, I miss like that. looking at the back of Pac's head as he's yelling at mm-hmm. Kingston and he's not looking at Kingston he's looking at Pac yeah. I was like this is excellent this is mm-hmm. a really well thought out piece of filming here for this match yeah. which uh, I like you see New Japan does some stuff like that where they, they really think out how the, the how the framing is going to be and and AEW does that sometimes they've done it they did it a lot with Hangman and Kenny with the way they yeah. framed some of their shots this was really well done because yeah. they're positioning this group as faces but they're not really faces so yeah you said it best gray face the the tweeners yeah i have a feeling that uh death triangle is going to be well i don't know who's going to be faces because it's sort of like one of those uneasy alliances where you have the faces and then the one wild card mm-hmm. but i almost feel like well, if they're going to do the four then the family's going to need a fourth member mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if huh yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. It's uh yeah, the family would need a fourth member or they're going to end up with a triple threat between the three head guys. Yeah. And then the uh then the two tag teams can face each other potentially. Yeah. But that works the thing too. is like do you want to have this many uh matches from the same feud on a card? Maybe you could split it up over the two the two uh New Year's bash yeah days that'll work all right so yeah this this was cool i like that <laughs> yeah i did too um it's a little it's a little wild having so many what would look like heels facing off against each other yeah and i know cody has said that he doesn't really believe in the heel face dynamic in the way that it used to mm-hmm. i think maybe they should a little bit more but uh I was, I was happy with this, and I like cheering for Pac and Penta and Phoenix. Yeah, me too. Like, I think it's cool to have cool heels versus heel heels, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Yeah. But I think when we get to the end of the show, I think Pac and them are definitely being set up as faces mm-hmm. uh, for what happens uh, at the So end is the Archer, because Archer keeps going one on three against a heel faction. That's true. So he's being positioned as a, as a face as well. And I actually mm-hmm. think he should, because if you look at the uh, the faces in the company, there's not a lot at the top of the card anymore. Yeah, that's true. Because Kenny just switched. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next we had a Dustin interview, and uh, he's he's with Dasha, and he says, uh, he says, seven was a stupid idea years ago in WCW, and it was a stupid idea last week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... I'm going to beat, I beat Ten's ass and I'm going to beat Uno's ass next week. And I'm coming for everybody in the inner circle. It's short and sweet and it it popped me. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, Dustin's really good at these short, super intense promos. Mm -hmm. It's, I actually went back and rewatched that seven thing in (laughs) WCW 
Doesn't he like float to the ring and stuff? Well, yeah, because I remember as a kid liking Seven, but when I watched <laughs> it back, Seven never actually was a thing. He floats down to the ring, gets to the ring, yeah. says like, cut this music, takes off the hat. He's just like, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing it. And he just buries it. He buries mm-hmm. the gimmick on the air. And yeah. you wonder it was if... Like Vince Russo, is this real? Is this a work promo type things that he liked to do in WCW? Yeah, it's, it was hard to tell. He's like, this mm. is the stupidest thing. I've... And it's funny, in the promo, he's like, Gold West was stupid and this is stupid. I was like, wow. <laughs> and he's loved his time as Gold Dust now. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's interesting. I wonder if that was scripted or not. Vince Russo for you. You never know. Yeah, it's it's the guy was high as a kite. <laughs> okay, so then we had the twelve man inner circle match minus Wardlow for family reasons. Family reasons. I hope, so I hope everything's all right yeah, there. Hope, hope everything's good. Um, is a an unfortunate circumstance for Brandon Cutler as well. This would have been his yeah. first dynamite match since the first ever dynamite. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he is. He would be happier to find out that everything's okay with Wardlow's family. So we'll we'll yeah. see Brandon Cutler in due time. So this match, I was as I said earlier, I was really worried about this match, based off of the mm-hmm. previous twelve man inner circle match or eleven man or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, like a few months ago, that was one of the lower points for AEW in the past during the pandemic and this match mm-hmm. was much better still wasn't great but it was it was very good and that is yeah more... they, they kept it shorter and a little bit more chaotic so i think it worked a lot better yeah it i found uh they paired guys off uh one-on-one a little more in this match and it wasn't overwhelming it didn't break down with the mm-hmm. exception of uh, scripted spots, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they they were focused. Um, Jericho at the very beginning really put over Brian Pillman. Yeah, that was cool to see. He gave Pillman a beginning. lot of offense, and Pillman mm-hmm. was so thankful for it. Pillman tweeted afterwards with uh, with a little video of their of their lockup of their segment, and he used like the intro to uh, to Jericho's song. And it, so he obviously mm-hmm. really looks up to Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love to see it. Um, Jericho obviously thinks the world of him. And yeah, yeah, I he looked really good. This is probably the best Pillman's looked. With, yeah, he looked really great. Commentary's putting him over huge, mm-hmm. too. One thing I did like, I popped huge when uh, the Inner Circle came out, and they were announced as being over 1,226 pounds. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like right when they said the final part of the weight, like all the fireworks went off, too. It was like perfectly timed. It was so funny. Yeah, this yeah. match, it was really, it was just, at least for the first bit of it, it was really just face-offs between the future stars of the company and i loved it Mm -hmm. you had griff garrison facing off against sammy you had top flight uh darius and uh, i can't remember the other guy's name but the martins (laughs) facing off against sammy and not mjf he didn't come in until very late but uh, yeah it was 
it was really cool. Like you could really see specifically the future of the tag team division there. And yeah. I was excited for it. They teased more or they brought up uh best friends and proud and powerful. They're they're still not finished, even though they had that big backlot brawl. They probably should be. <laughs> well yeah, I doubt that I they just said yeah, that. Yeah, I doubt yeah. they'll probably have any more matches unless it's like a tournament or something, but yeah, I just I thought this was just a really, really clean functional match. It mm-hmm. it really showed uh, that you had uh, MJF and Sammy actually working really well together, and yeah. contrasted with um, MJF constantly stepping on Jericho's toes over the weeks. It sort of looks like uh, MJF and Sammy are getting closer mm-hmm. now, like they're gonna sort of work work backwards. Like where uh, where they hated each other, or Sammy hated him at first, and then he's going to get closer and closer to him until the eventual split, split potentially, yeah. which will I think will be and then will be so fun. Maybe maybe Sammy stays in the inner circle too, right? mm-hmm. since they've gotten close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh no, it, it's really good, and the uh, I can't remember what the finish was. It was the uh, F two. Oh my god! Hager. Yes, that's the only really bad part bless hager's heart match. he comes in and honestly i love the booking of this but it was mm-hmm. so poorly done hager goes to hit the f10 on garrison and that has it has double meaning first of all wardlow's not there so it's a nice tribute to him while he's not mm-hmm. there but also you have that little rivalry between hager and wardlow developing yeah. so he goes to hit the f10 and it's the worst i don't F10 know if garrison I've... knew what was what was happening or it's the worst F10 I've ever well. seen in my life. And mm-hmm. bless their hearts on, on yeah. what culture uh, they called it an F2. F2. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. On, on my notes, I had Hager hits, uh, hits the F10 on Garrison, albeit a shitty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, it's probably just miscommunication. Yeah, It's just, but... it, they just messed it up. And uh, yeah, those things happen. It's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. the The booking of the spot was really good. I, I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't hold it against them. And then MJF slides in for the pin, which was nice. Yeah. Again, taking the credit for the inner circle. Yeah, for their success, and I love it. And then Jericho and MJF are celebrating in the ring. Top Flight comes back in the ring, uh, fights them off in fantastic fact in fantastic fashion yeah um it's like a double drop kick right yeah they irish whip them hit them with double drop kicks clear them out of the ring and then it's announced that uh mjf and jericho are going to be facing top flight next week which is that's really cool for top flight that's amazing i those these guys are so good like Mm -hmm. the all the young teams got so much out of this match in their little moments like top flight looked incredible um the varsity blondes looked incredible like they they have a lot of stars in this division going forward and i'm Mm -hmm. super excited i don't know what they're going to do with all these guys (laughs) and then you add in the potential bear country it's like oh my good gracious you thought that they don't have room for them i don't know what they're going to do to a round robin tag team their their third show could just be tag teams yeah maybe Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you have any more thoughts on this match? Uh, no, I, I liked it and I really liked the ending setting up top flight. It shows that the AEW has got, um, 
high hopes for him to put him in there with Jericho and MJF, two of their top mm-hmm. stars. So, and it'll be good. I mean, it'll just be good for everyone in the match. But I, I liked it, except for the F10 mess up. But those things happen. So <laughs> it was, I laughed. nothing you can really do about it. I was just laughing it. when it happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, that sucks. Yeah, because at first I didn't know what he was trying to do. And I was like, oh, he's trying to do an F10. And then I was like, oh, that didn't. That didn't happen how you had it in your head. <laughs> no. It looked like yeah. Garrison just fell off his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. But it was, it was fun. It was a really fun match. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. All right. So, mm. uh, yeah, the one thing with that match, I think it sort of um, enhanced my opinion of the show overall because I was so worried about that match. And mm-hmm. when... Yeah, I remember you saying the week before that you weren't excited when about it too. It wasn't a terrible match, and it even was a very good match. It's just like, hey, this is a positive mm-hmm. on the night. And then from then on, I, I was I was just happy that it wasn't a disaster. Yeah. Okay, so the next segment was a Thunder Rosa interview. And I, I love this part. I loved this. this. I love this segment. This yeah. was so good. So it's uh, Thunder Rosa in the back. She's talking to, was it Dasha? I can't remember. It does. I, th- I think it was Marvez, but it was in that uh, concourse area that they've done a few mm-hmm. interviews, um, and uh, she's talking about how Baker says that she doesn't belong, but she's had some of the more successful matches in AEW, and uh, Baker was the one that cost her her NWA title against or her and her NWA title match against Serena Deeb. So and mm-hmm. and it, it was the only reason why she lost it was because she stuck her big nose in it and she thinks that no you know what she belongs in AEW and I loved hearing her say that because that yes. makes me think that she will be around for longer than mm-hmm. than we think and that really excites me going forward and then then she starts cackling and then Reba. Reba comes in and it's funny yes. Reba saying don't, that. Don't talk about my doctor like yeah, that. Yeah, she said she said she said well, that you have an ugly laugh or something which is really funny coming from Reba cuz she has yeah. <laughs> the worst comical laugh you'll ever you'll ever hear mm-hmm. and it's kayfabe obviously. I'm not telling you that her laugh is ugly but that's her character. And uh really what she's doing is just distracting her for Bra- for Baker to come in, attack Rosa from behind. Um, they're beating her down. Rose, or she locks Rosa in the lockjaw, and then Reba pours water on her face, and she just starts rubbing the water all over her face, rubbing her face off paint. her her face paint. Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god, this is vicious!" And yeah. um, then she's like, "Did did her face break the camera?" And then <laughs> yeah, it was like it was it was cruel, and it was very schoolgirlish. And mm-hmm. I didn't hate that they were that it was women picking on each other's uh, looks because Britt Baker is so vain and obsessed mm-hmm. with her looks, with her good looks, and with yeah. her nose, which has been broken a few times. Yeah, um, in kayfabe and real life, and uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was excellent and it was vicious and. I gather. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Like this is. It wasn't my. It's probably my favorite segment on the show. I don't know. Yeah, it's my oh, favorite role I think uh, of the show, but I liked it a lot. If there is one, yeah, Britt Baker's really turned up her intensity mm-hmm. the past few weeks, and I'm really liking it. Mm-hmm. If, if there's one segment that absolutely nailed what it was trying to achieve, 
It was the segment. <laughs> okay, and next we have Acclaimed versus SCU. I've heard some people say that they hated this match and this segment. Um, I didn't. I thought uh, Acclaimed looked pretty good. I thought their um, disses of SCU and then their one after the match against the Bucks, despite it not being very PC. Yeah, that's there is some. My wife was watching with me. She's like, "What?" Whenever they said what they said. Yeah, they said uh, they're on their menstrual. Yeah, they they talked uh, (laughs) how they're on their menstrual cycle and that. So they're going to. Uh, oh, they 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 said they're going to turn them into cucks for taking their belts yeah. or something like that. I was like, it's like <laughs> holy smokes, boys! Yeah. I was like, but I liked at the beginning when they had the CD. The whereas uh, SCU and the Young Bucks on a Nickelback album cover. Yeah. that was really funny. Now here's the thing: the stuff that they said to the Bucks, despite it being like, yeah, you cannot say that stuff. I didn't hate it coming from them because these mm-hmm. are shitty, cowardly heels. And in yeah, diss tracks, the, you're often making people uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. when you think of the greatest diss tracks of all time, they're, they are in real life. Like you're like, oh shit, low blow. Like mm-hmm. in diss tracks, there's supposed to be no, nothing is off limits. Yeah. And I've heard rappers all say that. So I was like, I get it. I understand why people are upset. And, I'm, and I support that people are upset by this. And maybe they probably shouldn't do this on a PG or a 14A or whatever uh, telecast. But as far as a rapper going there, hey, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, I th- It makes me believe that the Bucks want to kick their ass. Yeah, so I don't hate it because like Matt Cast Max Caster or Matt Caster, whatever his name is, has the most punchable face, and mm-hmm. now it's yeah. more punchable. Mm-hmm. So I love that, and uh, which is funny. It's a it's a strange contrast because I saw a video of Anthony Bowen with his uh, with his his boyfriend, and they they have. They have a YouTube video where they just announced that they're moving in together, and they're they're so cute, and they're sh- they're look they're <laughs> shopping for AW toys in Walmart, and then I catch them on Wednesday, and they're calling the Young Bucks cucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? Yeah. Like, he couldn't be farther from the character he plays on TV. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, the acclaim come out. They cut a diss on uh, Kazarian and. Uh, and in Daniels and then Kazarian grabs grabs a mic and he starts <laughs> doing what I can only describe as the dad joke equivalent of a freestyle rap. Yeah. On uh Dad Rap Supreme. Yeah, it was a dad rap freestyle on the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And the acclaimed played it up like they just got torn down. And I heard some people yeah. say, Oh, they shouldn't have done that. But it's like when you hear people insult Jericho, he freaks out too, despite him being yeah, the, the greatest of all time. So, that's an old wrestling Yeah, trip. it's like the it, it happens. The uh the, the heels overreact to them having people mm-hmm. insult them. And uh I liked it and it was funny, even though it was the worst rapping I've ever seen in my life. It was like <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It's like anytime you've ever heard your dad 
your dad trying to do an impression of a rap. That's what this sounded like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I heard people didn't like the match either. I thought it was a competent match. I thought it was good. Oh, I liked the match. Yeah, like there, I, I didn't good. think there's anything wrong with it. I just think maybe some people aren't necessarily. I wonder if it's just the claimed are pretty new. So yeah, they might not be fans of the rapping, but I I don't know. I enjoy, or maybe the the second rap maybe soured them on the whole segment overall. It's impacted their impression of the match as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was solid. Um, the yeah. acclaimed the, the crowd seemed into it. So yeah, I thought uh, SCU looked good. They got beaten by getting hit in the head with the boom box mm-hmm. that uh, the acclaimed came out with, and then. Uh, they hit the boombox into Bowen's finisher. I don't know what it's called. They haven't given it a name as, as far as I can tell. Um, it might be called the mic drop. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember them calling it anything. But yeah, no, head. they're good. I thought they looked good. I think they have a future. Um, I think people need to give it a little more time if they don't like them. Yeah. They are talented and they don't strike me as too green in the ring. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was good. I'm excited to see him wrestle the Young Bucks. Was it next week? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the Young Bucks can do with them. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see what the Young Bucks can do with Bowen specifically. But Caster has, Caster has good fundamentals, and Bowen's has some flashy moves. And yeah, I like that. And they're both big boys, so like they can do power moves as well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. I liked it. Okay, then they have a top flight interview, which is funny because it's two segments in a row where uh, guys called the people they're cutting promos on little bitches. (laughs) But uh, they essentially uh, said that they showed uh, Jericho and MJF that they're for real within that match. And then after the match as well, when they beat them up and uh, they said that next week they have a match with them and they're going to show the inner circle. They're going to put the inner circle in their place and show everybody that they're little bitches. And okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought they actually they sounded s- quite good in this promo. Yeah. They also said something about MJF was the youngest until they got signed or yeah. something like that too. Cause uh, what are they? 19 and tw- 21 or yeah. something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like the stuff they do like is so is incredibly polished and they're like, they're absolute phenoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially they're so young and it's just like, Wow. Yeah, very, very impressive stuff. Okay, so uh, then the next match we had, Deeb and Swole versus Ivelisse and Diamante. And this was this was a good match. Um, it was kind of hard to judge it because there was sort of a, an unfortunately timed um, commercial. Commercial, yeah. In it, where... Uh, and they, it wasn't even picture-in-picture, picture, was it? Yeah, no, it wasn't picture-in-picture. Picture, and when it came back, it was different people were in the ring. So it was hard to really mm-hmm. tell what happened. But um, yeah. I thought that uh, Swole or Deeb is a perfect partner for Swole because she can help her along a little bit because Swole has the talent, but she sometimes gets a little, seems a little flustered or lost within her matches. And I thought Deeb yeah. helped her out here. I thought Ivelisse and Diamante were, were looking quite good in this one. They've been a bit inconsistent, but uh, mm-hmm. I did like their... Uh, their work in this one specifically i'd like to see deeb and ivelisse have a match together a singles match i think that would be excellent because they're yeah, both be really good. very good um technical wrestlers 
and I think that would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. They do moves that no nobody else does. Yeah, Adib's like the female uh, Daniel Bryan when she's in there. She's doing like some crazy looking things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so the the end of the oh, Swole won this match with the Clearwater Cloverleaf, which is I loved it. That's such a it it's looks so the good. it's the Cloverleaf hold, but she does it like the Line Tamer, which. I always mm-hmm. wonder why Chris Jericho stopped doing it because it looked like the most brutal thing in the world where she puts yeah. the knee on the person's back to get the extra leverage and get that weird, awkward angle. Yeah, yeah I always wonder why Jericho stopped doing it. Maybe it hurt people. I can't, I I never really found out what that know. was. But then he even changed the name of it from the Lion Tamer to yeah. the Walls of Jericho. So, Yeah, because uh, I remember when he would do it, the old style in WWE, they'd even say, oh, this is the the Lion Tamer variant mm-hmm. of it. So I guess mm-hmm. they just treated it like different moves. Yeah, it was. He, he completely changed the move and then changed the name of it. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. why that was. But then uh, Nyla Rose uh, runs down. She starts uh, assaulting the faces. And then Red Velvet runs in with the chair. She hits Nyla Rose with it, clears everybody out of the ring. So it looks like we're pretty clearly going to get a a uh, six man out of this one which cool mm-hmm. i mean it's maximum <sighs> i think i would always go f- in in favor of more than one women's match instead of putting all the women in one match but more women yeah. is better than less women so i'll take what i c- i'll true. take what i can get at this point and i won't yeah there's three strong women's division storylines yes which is really good considering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like three or four months ago, there wasn't really any. So that's good that there's three. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it is a good thing. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to, I would like to, I like, I would like to see them get to a place where they can have two women's matches on the card. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see if that ever happens. I don't know. They would have to start cutting things w- within the two hours that they have. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. All right. So, uh, well, how how would you have graded that match? Uh, I'd give it, uh, let's see, out of five, two and a half stars, right down the middle. Two and a half. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, like, I'd give it, it like a the best three, ever. three and a half. It was, it was really mm-hmm. almost an N.A. because it was hard to judge it. Yeah, that's it. The commercial break took it out of it. It was a Swole's finish. Really it was good. a strangely so, short match because there, I think there were only mm-hmm. four matches on the card. Yeah, like a, there's a lot of setting up, mm-hmm. like in promos and stuff. They had like 15 segments on the mm-hmm. show. <laughs> All right, so the next segment was uh, was a best friends promo. It was short, and it was unnecessary. <laughs> they <Yeah>. essentially uh, <laughs> they're in the back and they just said they're going to be at the Miro. Yeah, they said we're going to be. Uh, uh, well, I guess Miro had a segment in this as yeah, well. Yeah, I missed that. That I didn't talk about. Well, I can talk. Shirt I can, with the biggest I, sequence on it I've ever seen. I'm, I can talk <laughs> about it here. He essentially said uh, yeah. that he got fined for his uh, for his assault of this for killing some staff last week, and <laughs> that he doesn't like Orange Cassidy because he doesn't care about anything. And he said that next week he's going to have the wedding announcement, which. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was already announced, but fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they, I liked though when Marvez asked him, what about those people you hurt 
Christmas is coming up. He's like, bah, humbug. It's my birthday anyways. <laughs> yeah, so then in the Best Friends promo, they say, uh, you, we hear that you'll be at Dynamite next week. We will also be at Dynamite next week, and we'll be attending this festivities. And it's like, okay, guys, yeah, you're on Dynamite every week. We know. Yeah. I'd uh, Just get to the match. Like, this, this, this is get time that we could please. have put towards that women's match that felt too rushed. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this yeah, is completely sure. unnecessary. Yeah. And I like pretty much everyone involved in this angle. It's just like you were talking about earlier. They're just dragging it out. Yeah. Too long. This does not to this does not need to be like a three month angle. This is ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. If then they had a uh, Jurassic Express highlight package, which I was like, this is weird. I don't really understand. Yeah. And for the same reason that I talked about that last promo being unnecessary, this was unnecessary until it got to, uh, it ended, and then it got to FTR crashing the, FTR. Uh, crashing the, crashing the booth. And they were saying, mm-hmm. they're screaming at the announced team saying that um, they're tired of sideshow teams taking food off their tables, like the Jurassic Express saying that they are a waste of screen time, that they sh- that mm-hmm. AW should be devoting their time to real tag team wrestling and saying that they're going to essentially take over the division again. And uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this was good, short, sweet, maybe not necessary on this uh, broadcast that was quite, mm-hmm. it was a little rushed, but um I, I liked it because just they were screaming and like the audio was messing up and stuff because they're screaming so loud. I like that. It was good. It was really I cool. will say mm-hmm. they got their point across very effectively and I believed it. And mm-hmm. it was effective. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't think everything needs to be on the every show, if that makes yeah. sense. Like this could have been put on next week's show or yeah. whatever. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the next segment we have Kenny versus Janela. This is the main event. And again, I I sort of felt that the main event felt a little rushed. It felt a little short. Yeah. So as a as a result, I'm looking back at some of these unnecessary promos and unnecessary segments. They're like you could have mm-hmm. spread these into the the last two matches. Yeah. I I liked though how short this match felt. It felt urgent mm-hmm. to me for sure like they were really really trying to beat each other up but yeah it definitely felt short especially for your main event with the, your world exactly chain. it felt it felt like a if anything it was missing a little bit of story development mm-hmm. if that makes sense from the impact side of things yeah i thought that impact would have a little more impact on this episode and on this main (laughs) event and it didn't especially when Mm -hmm. carl anderson was actually hinting at making an appearance he didn't show up that's fine you can bring him out for the big episodes but i just felt that um this being the main event it didn't feel like a main event yeah it was a good match though and it was very interesting i haven't seen anything like this really so it's worth talking about. Kenny comes out and Don Callis comes out with them. And um, it was another very funny 
intro and don but don yeah. don Callis comes out he goes to commentary he tells uh he tells tony to to get off the booth and tony just tells him to piss off <laughs> he's like the tony shivani stuff with don Callis is so it's good. so funny they hate so each much. other he just hates him so much and you believe it the the venom in yeah. tony's voice and he's just telling him to eat shit <laughs> so funny <laughs> so don Callis, he has a mic so he's like fine i'm just gonna go down to the ring with a live mic i'll do live commentary and he's here. just doing live commentary of the match from the ring which is must mm-hmm. have been really cool for the fans yeah so uh the match starts with uh kenny comes down the ring and janella just friggin just launches a trash can at his face <laughs> a, eats a trash can right into kenny's face and mm-hmm. but from that point on kenny just obliterates poor janella yeah um yeah i think janella gets one more big spot in where he does the leg drop yeah he, the table. he gets a hope spot but other than that it's but, all uh, kenny. <laughs> near the end but kenny is just beating him down the whole time even kenny gets on commentary with his mm-hmm. own <laughs> don Callis gives him a mic come on janella let me yeah don gives him a mic and he's just like you don't even need me to do this you can do it yourself which i thought was a mm-hmm. nice little tidbit because you have kenny beating down a man while he's holding while he's holding a microphone talking into the microphone and this is a guy who just won the championship with a microphone mm-hmm. um it's a nice nice little symbolism to how he won the championship and uh yeah. and it's Kenny put out a tweet this past week where he he put out uh, a clip or AW put out a clip of Janella and Kenny's one of their previous matches, and mm-hmm. w- which was also a hardcore lights out match, and Kenny said on the uh, on the tweet he said like, oh yeah, this is when I was trying to be a nice guy. So this yeah. is Kenny in the exact same match, being the des- despicable prick that he is now, mm-hmm. just humi- so humiliating Janella, dragging him around by his pigtails. Just yeah. hitting him in the head over and over with the with the cookie sheet. You know, like, oh, like talking to the mic. Oh, Janella, does that hurt? Does this hurt? He mm-hmm. hands the mic to the ref at one point. He's like, hold this for me. Hold this. Yeah. <laughs> so that he can, he can do moves. And eventually he ends up hitting him with the one-winged angel. And uh, right as, as, uh, as he's hitting it, Don Callis says, oh, the one-winged angel that nobody's ever kicked out of. Excalibur on commentary yeah. just mumbles. Uh, actually, uh, Koto Bushi's actually uh, kicked out of the One Wing Angel before. <laughs> he just mumbles it under his breath, and yeah, there's and he has. I forget what part of the match it was, but Don Callis asked something. He's like, "Do you guys want to see me do this?" And then Tony's like, "No, we don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it was good because uh, I did like that. AW just acknowledged that actually Kota Ibushi did kick out mm-hmm. of the one-winged angel when they wrestled a DDT pro. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was... Be hangman whenever their match comes It was up. a funny but short match. Um, very yeah, u- I like very this match unique. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It made Kenny a super heel. And then... Yeah. Um, but did you notice he came out of the face side of the ramp? Though? No, he did. He came out of the... He came out of the heel. Oh, did heel. he? The, the sweeper women came out of the face side. And he oh, came okay. out of the heel... Which he did last week for his uh, segment in ring as well. Yeah, 
I knew that last week. I thought. Okay, yeah, he did it, it again. Like he's, he's, they reversed no. it. It was. The, I saw someone online because he had four this week and last week four cleaner women. Uh-huh. Somebody said every week he wins, he needs to add two more. Oh, maybe. So it's like six. And that's funny. It, it gets bigger <laughs> and bigger each week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the, they're celebrating in ring, and then Pack comes out of the heel tunnel with mm-hmm. um, Penta and and Phoenix at his side, and he's. Uh-huh. He's talking about how, you know what? Um, you're right. Uh, Joey Janela didn't beat you in the tournament. You were supposed to face him. But you know who else you were supposed to face and didn't get his chance? And you didn't beat him as well. You didn't beat Phoenix. And mm-hmm. uh, Don Callis and Kenny, or Don Callis is like, he's like, hold on, hold on. Let me teach you something here. He's like, wrestlers don't get to book the matches. And, and uh, Pac says, oh. I know this. I know that very well. But I just talked to Tony, and he he pays your bills, and uh, he booked the match. So you're going to be facing yeah. Phoenix on the thirtieth, which is in two weeks, at the yeah. on the New Year's show, and uh, yeah. that it's a two week thing, right? Mm-hmm. Their New yep. Year's show, mm-hmm. and that will be that'll be great. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a dream match that they have not had yet. Yeah, so that's very actually no in sorry. AEW they had it in triple they had it in trip in triple A and it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and that's how Kenny won the triple A title. And if anyone hasn't seen it, Kenny did actually have a fantastic match in triple A this past weekend against Laredo yeah. Kid, where he defended the belt, and it was very very good. He beat Laredo Kid with an avalanche one winged angel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's and actually Nakazawa was there as his second, and he plays mm-hmm. the heel on the outside with him, which is interesting. Yeah, and he almost dropped Kenny at one point too, which was kind of scary when he did his tope. But it was a really good match on Saturday. It, I think they may, I think it might still be up on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Yeah, I th- when they, it was live. Yeah, their their stuff is often up on online for free, mm-hmm. especially for people in the states or in North America. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought that match was good. Again, three point seven five because it didn't it didn't wow me. It was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I liked the ending. Um, yeah, it was just overall. I just uh, as with the rest of the show, just functional, just very. I like yeah, solid. Just a, I'd give the match four because I really liked it. I liked just how short it was and how brutal it was. It really got me. Yeah, over. it's just so nice. I just love that it's so nice that with AEW, their worst shows are very good. <laughs> they're literally their worst shows are at the baseline good. <laughs> like that's their floor. I've yeah. never, I've never really seen. Like I've seen segments that I've hated that I thought were bad, but never a full show. The show itself is is always good. I'm always entertained. Yeah, I can't think of one show where I, at the end of it, I'm just like, Ugh, I wish I wouldn't have watched that. Yeah, the only one would have to be like the Dark Order one where they were beating down the Elite. Like, Oh, yeah, it, that was like early, early. Yeah, though, that was early days. And even then, it wasn't mm. terrible. It was just a terrible last Yeah, one. just look how far the Dark Order's come. That's crazy. I remember everyone hated mm-hmm. it when they first came. 100%. Including myself. I, I didn't hate them, but I was just like, all right, I don't really... I like. I wish they were the Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Still, their indie tag team, but and it was also at that time they weren't the they weren't doing any promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like think of all the promos they have now. Now we're asking them to do yeah. less. 
Okay, so now let's take a look at uh, what's to come for next weekend. Again, this is next week's episode will air at the earliest at 10 o'clock or beyond that. So worst case scenario, you should probably be looking at 11 o'clock for the yeah, start of the I'm match. I'm surprised you're putting so much on this show with might be on so late but that's what makes me think it is a uh it's not a late start to a game because Mm -hmm. do you know what teams are playing i think it's boston and i I don't know who the other team is i think it's uh if it's boston then it's gonna be an east coast game so it'll probably be yeah it it should be like a 7 30 7 45 start but it is the first game of the season so yeah, so there'll be all that pomp mm-hmm. and circumstance. But and all again, maybe not fans, so we'll see. Yep, that's true. I have heard that they are trying to get fans into these uh, arenas. So, not as many, but mm. yeah. Anyways, let's... Uh, I don't hear they've said no fans. Okay. COVID's bad here, so yeah. I doubt anything I know they're here. saying in Tampa, because that's where the Raptors are going to be playing this year. They're going to be playing in Tampa, um, at least for mm. the first half of the year. Um. They were saying that they're is that just so they don't have to travel to get just over three thousand fans in there per game, which oh, okay. to me is wild. Yeah, well, Florida they're pretty lax. They're very lax. The it tells you yeah. how much uh, AEW is holding back on putting fans in mm-hmm. because yeah. the most they put in is about a thousand, or I think they did mm-hmm. fifteen hundred, and that was for yeah. Kenny's win. Yeah, so. Like the they have they have the ability to put more fans in there and they're choosing not to and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. So next week the first match we have is Pack versus Butcher. So that's a continuation of that <laughs> feud. And yes, this will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I we saw Butcher really excel against pack in their tag team match a, a yeah. few weeks ago and i'm really excited to see how this goes it'll just be pack yeah. trying to cut down butcher the whole time butcher with leg butcher kicks throwing and, pack around. yeah catching him off of his dives and yeah i can't wait mm-hmm. this will yeah. be excellent um yeah butcher just has to be a tree be a tree yeah <laughs> yeah just stand there bounce off Okay, then we have Jurassic Express takes on Colt Cabana in the Dark Order. I don't know who... I guess it's a three-on-three. So Colt Cabana and I guess... I think they said... I forget who they said. Tin was one of them. Oh, probably ten and five then. Yeah. Okay, so that... So Jurassic Express are probably going to win this one, but... Yes. It's... Yes. And then Dustin Rose will be facing Evil Uno. Dustin's going to get that win. I would I would yeah. have to assume. Because otherwise... Or maybe, like, he could win by DQ like the rest of the Dark Order comes mm-hmm. out or something. The one that's... I really like Evil Uno, and he's kind of uh, the sympathetic guy within that group mm-hmm. with of the actual evil guys. So he... I don't know. I mean, he has lost matches. He hasn't won a single singles match and dustin is a singles wrestler so dustin's probably the one to win but Mm -hmm. it'll continue the storyline and i'm happy for it yeah and going back to the jurassic express i bet ftr comes out yes you're at least to watch 
Yeah, you're right. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said what they said this week. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we have Young Bucks defend the AEW Tag Team title against the Acclaimed, which, all right, cool. We will see Acclaimed come out and cut some more inappropriate promos on the Bucks. <laughs> um, I'm excited for that. I know people don't like their raps. I think they're quite funny. Um, I thought they were yeah, funny. Yeah, I, 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 I don't the, know. The minstrel the, joke was, I don't know, a little much. but oh well. It's a little much, but... Uh, I don't know. Sometimes just you gotta know the boundaries. Just raps are supposed to be offensive. Yeah, that's true. If uh, actually, for people who want to uh, learn about battle rap and about the uh, the insulting nature of it, there's a movie called Bodied that it's very good. Um, find a find a way to watch that. It's funny. It, it's literally about the how incredibly offensive uh, battle raps are. <laughs> and how oh, and how they take it too far, it's it's uh it's like a yeah. Anyways, good movie. I I highly recommend it. Very funny. Hmm. Okay, so then um, the next one is MJF and Chris Jericho versus Top Flight. I can't wait for this match. Me either. This is gonna be so much fun. I feel like Chris Jericho's best work in AW has been in the tag team division. He's actually yeah. really good at laying out a tag team match. And you've seen that with Hager. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes Hager look like a million bucks, and Hager looks like a bum yeah. when he's not in tag matches yeah. with Jericho. Yeah. And, and especially with Jericho's limited capabilities mm-hmm. in his older age, tag matches work really well. And for the him. story at play between him and MJF is going to be phenomenal in this match. Mm-hmm. We might even see Top Flight win. That'd be cool. They might get a win over MJF and Chris Jericho. That'd be huge th- for them. Thus starting the fracture between the two of them. Yeah. That's where I would like them to... St- it puts over top flight. It doesn't do anything to hurt MJF and Jericho, and it furthers yeah, that storyline. Okay. I'm booking this mm-hmm. now. If they don't do that, I will be very disappointed. <laughs> we'll find out next week on... Uh podcast if Mike's mad <laughs> yeah um <laughs> then the next thing we have is aw women's champion Hikaru Shida will be in action eh so that means we'll probably see <laughs> yeah we'll see Avadon. this will be a, another little squash e are they type match having their match at uh the new year's they haven't they shows? haven't said oh it's gotta be I bet it's night two Ooh, actually it's they be. might have said but I don't I don't think they have um yeah, it's unfortunate that this is the only women's match on the card. I mean, if yeah. it was a, I'm I'm excited to see Sheeta. I this just against a woman to be named later just seems like a dark match, to be honest. Yeah. Especially for the champion, mm-hmm. like you should mm-hmm. have, you should at least know who she's facing. Like I'd almost would have rather put the Kylan King match here. Yeah, maybe they'll do a rematch. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they were testing it, and they're like, "This was good. Yeah. Let's run it back." They did that with Kenny and yeah. Janela at one point. Mm-hmm. They that's the first dark, right? And then they put it on. Yeah, they Dynamite. put. I think it's it was the first or second dark where they had Kenny versus uh, Janela in a lights out match, and it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And Kenny yeah, V triggered so uh, Janela's like head shock, into a shocking. chair. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like a legit five star match on Dark mm-hmm. between Kenny yeah. Omega 
and and Janella. And then they're like, hey, you know what? Next week we're doing it again on. And they just even said that. They're like, everyone liked this match, so we're doing it again. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Cool. All right, so yeah, I uh, that's everything for next week. They haven't announced the cards. They have announced a few matches beyond that, but we'll get into that next week. And uh, yeah, I'm sure next week they'll show New Year's Bash. Yeah, so obviously next up. week's recording will be another Thursday night recording, and it'll go live on Friday because yeah, there's no way I could stay up that late. Yeah, you might not <laughs> even be able to watch the episode, let alone. Yeah, no, I I bet I'll watch the first. 30 minutes and then have to watch it the next day yeah. i'll watch it but i'll be so tired i'll have to be guzzling yeah. coffee that night yeah i am uh i am not a night owl <laughs> okay so i guess this that's it for uh this week um a good episode not a great episode still loved it um yeah. i look forward to aw every happened, week though? we almost got it two-hour podcast out of it so yeah i mean there's a lot to talk about and there's there's still a there's a ton of news man there's a ton mm-hmm. of news it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan yep and for oh i will say another thing i'm looking forward to this next week watch on tuesday for well kenny's probably going to show up on impact again but also watch for uh bear country against jurassic express yeah um catch them on That'd tuesday because and uh-huh. and Miro's on Dynamite. Oh yeah, Dark he announced he's going to be facing Sunny Kiss, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be, oh, Sunny Kiss Sunny. is flexible. He'll make the, the game over look really cool. Yeah, he's going to make he's going to make Sunny look good, and Sunny's going to make him look mm-hmm. good. And I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Be there. Have a good one. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Peace.